Welcome to our Wilmot Dixon podcast series, Building Knowledge, Shaping the Future of Construction. I'm Hannah Moss, Group Communications Manager at Wilmot Dixon, and in our first episode, I'm talking to our sustainability data analyst, Claire Wrighton. Sustainability is a huge topic of interest globally, and Wilmot Dixon's passionate about leaving a positive social, environmental, and economic legacy for future generations. The company has been carbon neutral since 2012 and has recently been recertified to the Carbon Trust Standard. Today we'll be discussing the significance of the accreditation and sustainability as a whole in the construction industry. Welcome Claire, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi Hannah, thanks for inviting me along. Right, to get us started, we know that when we talk about sustainability, sometimes the term can be quite confusing as it's a pretty wide subject. Um, just to set the scene for us, can you tell us what you mean when you talk about sustainability? Yeah, sure. Um, as you've sort of hinted there, sustainability really is a, a massive topic. Um, a lot of people will have their own ideas about what sustainability really means to them. Um, to get sort of technical, the official definition is all about us being able to meet the needs of today without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And as you can imagine, that can really sort of be linked to most things. Yeah. Um, so I work in our group sustainability team. Uh, when we're talking about sustainability, we talk about what's known as sort of the three pillars. So we've got people, planet and profit. Um, when we're talking about people, it might be about um, educating young people so that they can have the skills to do the jobs that they're going to need to do in the future. It might be about renovating a community garden so that people have um, green space and it can improve their mental well-being. When we talk about planet, um, Obviously, uh, the world is not an infinite pool of resources, and if we continue to uh, consume at the same rate that we have been, we're um, really going to run out of those uh, natural resources that we uh, rely on. Um, there's also there's been a lot of momentum and talk about uh, climate change. You've got the likes of 15-year-old uh, activist uh, Greta Thunberg, who's out there talking about climate change and really raising the profile of it. And that's all sort of linked to the increasing greenhouse gases and the rise in the temperature of the Earth. Um, it's sort of that um, thought that if we don't act now, actually there's going to be irreversible damage done done to the world. Absolutely. Um, also under the sort of planet headline, we've got um, waste, we've got more homes than there have ever been, we've got more landfills than there have ever been. So in reality, people are actually living uh, closer to landfill, which is obviously not a trend that um, we want to continue on. So as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, um, Wilmot Dixon have been recertified to the Carbon Trust Standard. Um, can you tell us a, a bit about the Carbon Trust Standard and why it's so important for the business? Sure. Um, so the Carbon Trust Standard is an international certification. Um, it recognises best practice in carbon management and also achievements in carbon reduction. Uh, we've been certified since 2015 and we are one of only a very small handful of companies within our sector to have actually achieved the standard. Um, to maintain the standard, we have to recertify to it every two years. Um, so we previously recertified in 2017 uh, with a score of 87%, right. and then we recertified again last month uh, with an improved score of 89%, which is actually the highest score within our sector. So why do you feel it's, it's so important for Wilmot Dixon to be certified to, um, to the Carbon Trust Standard? Um, so I think one of the things that we see as being important in terms of sustainability, we want to be out there, we want to be a leader. And the fact that we've got sort of the highest mark within our sector, it really puts us out there as a, as a leader within, within this field. Um, obviously, it's something that, you know, as it's getting uh, top with clients and stuff, it sort of can help to give us that edge uh, over some of our competitors. 
Um, but also it just helps to recognise a lot of the hard work that's going on around the business. Um, we have to demonstrate kind of year-on-year year improvements, so we can't stall on this. Um, so getting that award, it really does, um, it just sort of clarifies all the hard work that's gone into it. So what did the business have to do to achieve this? Um, so I won't lie, the, the submission is t- quite time-consuming. <laughs> um, it takes a good few months to get it to get it all done. Um, there's three main sections. Um, so we start, there's a qualitative section, which start, it comprises of, sort of 13 big questions, uh, covers topics such as policies and procedures, our sustainability data accounting processes, uh, responsibilities within the business. Um, so we have to give detailed responses to each of these um, questions and then also each of our answers is backed up with evidence as well. So it's a really big pack of, um, of information that goes over to our assessors. Uh, so that's the qualitative bit. We also have a quantitative bit and um, so that looks at data uh, for this time. It was data from 2015 to 2018. Um, it's looking at our energy consumption of our sites, offices and transport over that period and we have to demonstrate a reduction. Um, so you can either demonstrate a reduction in absolute um, emissions, which is sort of the total emissions over yeah. the period, or um, an emissions intensity, which takes into account um, our turnover. Right. Um, so sort of that will take into account if there's business growth, um, then yeah, that that figure t- uh, intensity figure takes that into account. Um, we actually reduced both our absolute emissions uh, figure and our intensity figure, so um, that's great. Um, and then finally, there's a site visit. So our assessors will come out um, and visit one of our sites. So we took them to a site in Sutton, Sutton Secondary School, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a passive house project. Um, I don't know if you know much about passive house. But yeah, if you could tell us a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, uh, essentially, it's sort of a, a standard that, um, that w- if you're going for a passive house project that you comply to. Um, and in simple terms, it's just ensuring that the building is super efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really interesting project actually to take the assessors to um, and what they were originally looking for was sort of investments um, that we put in for carbon reduction um, but when they came away from that one of the bits of feedback that they gave was although they were impressed with uh, the investments that we'd made on that site what um, they were particularly impressed with were the uh, the mindset of the team there. So they spent a lot of time talking to sort of the building managers and a couple of other members of staff there. And they said, I think the term they used was uh, best practice thinking. And they said they could see that within the site team there. So it was really great to get that feedback. Wonderful. Um, I mean, it's very much embedded into the Walmart Dixon culture, isn't it? You know, as you said earlier, from the top down. So it's great to hear that they've, they've actually felt that as well. Yeah, exactly. The fact that they've picked up on that and they've acknowledged it in the feedback was, uh, yeah, it's really great. Great. Thanks for explaining that, Claire. It's a, it's a fascinating and very wide subject. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what a sustainability data analyst does? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my main role is to analyse all of our carbon, waste and water data. Um, so I look at the sort of three main areas, which are our offices, our sites and transport. Um, so I take data from a number of different sources. So I take uh, billing information from finance, take meter reading information, um, staff mileage that we log in the TMC system um, and train travel information from the expenses system. Um, so I sort of take all of that data, pull it together, analyse our performance and then we compare it against set targets. Um, so we can look at trends, we can delve down into what's going on, you know, if a trend is going in what we consider to be the wrong direction, we'll kind of analyse that a bit more and see what's what the root cause is. Um, I mean, we've got 
quite a strong feeling that um, data really is important because you cannot manage what you cannot measure. So, you know, it's really important to us that our data is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we really sort of believe in the importance of our accurate data, we get it externally audited every year as okay. well. Um, so as part of my role, I have to manage, uh, manage that process. Um, we're also, obviously, as I've mentioned there, we sort of look at performance against targets. So we're um, currently in the process of looking at our next target. Um, our original target was to halve our carbon emissions uh, from a 2010 baseline uh, to reducing by 50% by 2020. Actually, we sort of smashed our target because we reached it at the end of 2017. Great. Uh, so at the moment, yeah, we're just looking at, at targets and where we can go from here. Um, but also within my role, um, there's sort of some uh, compliance things that have to be done as well. Um, so at the moment, I'm currently uh, completing um, a government's mission called ESOS, which is the um, Energy Savings Opportunity Scheme, something that's got to be done um, every four years. Uh, yes, it's quite a varied role, but uh, I really enjoy it. Fantastic. Sounds really interesting. So how did you get into the role? What was your kind of um, your career path? Um, so I probably didn't follow what would be considered a traditional route into this role. Um, <laughs> When I was growing up, I wasn't someone who really knew what they uh, wanted to do. But um, at university, I actually studied criminology, um, which although doesn't sound overly linked to sustainability, there was um, a lot of data analysis in there. I was looking at sort of crime trends and stop and searches and stuff. So that gave me sort of the numbers bug. Um, Then a number of years ago, I actually started working at Wilmot Dixon. I used to work in our learning department. Um, So I was doing uh, government submissions for funding. Uh, and my boss at the time sort of uh, picked up on the fact that I was a, a bit of a numbers geek, so to say. <laughs> um, and she got me doing a lot of the um, stats and reporting for the wider people team. Uh, so from there, uh, because I wanted to focus on the numbers a bit more, I actually went off and I worked at an accountancy for a number of years. Um, I was doing sort of accounts for one-man bands. Um, I really enjoyed the kind of number side of it, but I wanted something where I could get a bit more involved. Obviously, I was just sort of plugging out the numbers every year without having a chance to impact on them. Um, so I always had fond memories of working at Wilmot Dixon, so I sort of kept an eye on the job pages. So when this job came up, uh, it sort of just ticked a lot of boxes for me because there was the data side of thing that I loved. Um, it was in an area that I was interested in, um, but also... In the role I'm doing now, I don't just do the numbers and pass pass them off. I kind of get a chance to look at why the numbers um, are what they are and what they're telling us and the story behind it. So I sort of just get to be a bit more involved in it. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been at Wilmot Dixon about 18 months now. Brilliant. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't necessarily associate sustainability um, with construction. Uh, what's it like to be a sustainability professional within the construction industry? Um, it's really interesting actually. I mean, I think initially the two sort of sustainability and construction don't initially seem to go hand in hand. Actually, I was reading a report the other day and it was saying that uh, buildings, so we're talking about in construction and within use, uh, contribute as much as 50% of the total uh, t- towards the total carbon emissions. Wow. Um, so and also the construction industry is one of the highest industries uh, contributors for waste. Mm-hmm. Um, so because there's so much um, input there from uh, the construction industry, there's also a big scope for change as well. So it's why it's really important that we take it um, seriously. Um, so we're very lucky at uh, Wilmot Dixon. Actually, we're one of the very few companies that has its own um, in-house team de- dedicated to sustainability. Um, and we're also extremely lucky that we have a full sort of buy-in from our board. They appreciate um, the importance of sustainability and we have that sort of top-down approach that feeds into the rest of our staff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very lucky to be working here actually. 
So a final sort of question for you, Claire. Um, I've warned you now, it's, it's quite a big one. Uh, where do you see the future of, of sustainability within the construction industry? Um, what's next for us? Um, yeah, big question. Um, so sort of to go down a little bit into sort of our department and what we're working on, at the moment we're working on our 2020 strategy. As I mentioned earlier, we're just in the process of setting our new carbon target. Um, so the UK has recently committed to being carbon zero by 2050, so that's yeah. something we're, uh, we've taken note of. Um, so at the moment the target that we're looking to set is something called a science-based target. Um, so by setting a science-based target you're committing um, to set a target designed to keep the global temperature increase under 1.5 uh, degrees C. Okay. Um, so at the moment uh, we're carbon neutral, so that means we uh, reduce our emissions every year and then we offset the remaining emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, what our new target is likely to see us do is commit to zero emissions, which yeah, is, is a biggie. Yeah, um, so in order to do that, um, we're going to sort of need to utilise renewable energy, but we also need to find ways that we don't just load all of our energy onto the grid. So we're kind of looking at that at the moment um, and the sort of the strategy around how we're going to achieve that. So that's a big piece of work that we're doing um, at the moment. Um, if we're sort of going a bit more broad, um, I know there's a lot of uh, thinking about waste. At the moment, sort of the current model is a linear model. So it's make, use, dispose, and see that sort of current model isn't isn't sustainable uh, in the long term. So there's something called um, circular economy. Right. So it's kind of, yeah, rather than this linear approach, it's a more um, circular one. Uh, the thinking behind that is essentially the goods of today are the raw materials of tomorrow. Um, so we need to start sort of thinking a bit more about sort of circular economy. Um, you know, it's not just about building uh, building buildings for the uh, use uh, period in use. It's also about what happens at the end of life um, yeah. and how we can sort of reuse that and bring it into sort of a, a circular uh, mindset. Um, another big thing is so our emissions during the construction phase are only a fraction of the total emissions that go into uh, building a building. Um, there's something called embodied carbon, mm-hmm. um, so that's the carbon that goes into um, the materials. So that might be the uh, manufacture of the materials, the transport of the materials. So a lot of this sort of stuff is linked to our supply chain. Um, so that's where we're kind of focusing a lot of efforts at the moment, is to see yeah. how we can improve um, carbon within our supply chain. So we're already um, certified to level two of the carbon trust supply chain standard. Uh, we've got a team in our department um, who are currently working on this at the moment and early next year they plan to um, uh, get accredited to a level three of the carbon trust supply chain standard. Um, and also when we're um, going for our uh, for our new target, for our science-based target, there's also going to be a target there um, that focuses on some of our sort of scope three emissions, which are the ones that aren't necessarily directly within our control. So there will be a target that's assigned to our supply chain as well. So yeah, got some uh, big tasks ahead and some busy things to get thinking about, but that's where we're sort of going. I think that's the future. Walmart Dixon is a privately owned construction and interior fit-out company dedicated to leaving a positive legacy in our communities and environment. If you'd like to listen to more of our podcast series, you can visit wilmotdixon.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode.